shout out to the halftime basketball community from E. Devendorf, former Syracuse basketball player. Yo, Mitch, what's up, man? It's Greg Smith, the Rhino, former NBA player and BC legend. Losing the ball, Smith has it. Hudson, bounce pass to Greg Smith, puts it down. Who's afraid of that big bad wolf? Metal World Peace Pipe. What's going down? It's the big baller, baby. Yeah, I want to give a shout out to the halftime community from the big baller himself. That's right. You guys keep it right and take, keep doing your thing. Because big baller brand is in the building. And you know how we get down. But anyways, y'all do y'all thing. And we going to do our thing. Because big ballers got to stick together. Again, shout out to the halftime community. That's right. Big ballers out, baby. And uh, holla. Welcome into another edition of the Halftime Community Podcast. You know we're going to get straight into it as usual. Rounding out the NBA season, we're inching closer to the play-in games. I'm pretty excited for the play-in games, but I'm more excited for this interview I got coming up. I got a special guest, an NBA legend, is going to be joining me. Sitting down in studio with me, I have Allen Iverson. I do want to warn you guys, things got a little weird. Things got a little heated in the studio, but check it out for yourself. Here he is, AI. All right, I'm here with Alan Iverson. Alan, first of all, I just want to thank you for sitting down with me. I know your time is limited. I don't want to take up too much of your time here. So I'm going to just jump straight into it. A lot was made about your relationship with Coach Larry Brown, how that kind of fell apart at the end there. You guys had a lot of success together, but at the end, it just seemed like maybe you were butting heads a little more and that led to you leaving Philadelphia eventually and getting traded away. Do you have any comments on Coach Brown as a whole? I don't have no problem with Coach. I mean, I love Larry Brown. You people may not believe it. You don't feel me when I say it, but I do. I got to tell you, that's that's incredible to hear that you guys have reconciled over the years. I'm really glad to hear that. And then I want to ask you something else, a little more pointed question here. You know, Charles Barkley, he was famous for saying, I'm not a role model. And there have been players that have fallen on both sides of that. Where do you kind of stand on leadership and being a role model for everyone? I know I'm supposed to be there. I know I'm supposed to lead by example. I know that. And I'm not, I'm not shoving it aside, you know, like it don't mean anything. I know it's important. I do. I honestly do. I love it. Once again, Allen Iverson coming through. He knows he's supposed to be a role model, and he takes that to heart. That's what I really love about him. Everybody loved how he played the game, how he played with his heart, and that's what you're showing here today in this interview. So I do have another question. Uh, You know, what have you been up to? What's kind of your new hobbies as you've moved out of basketball and officially retired? If if I build myself up and get a whole lot of muscles and come back in here and look like Arnold Schwarzenegger— Yeah, for sure. I didn't want to be the one to say it, but when you walked in the studio here, I was like, yeah, AI's been lifting a little bit. This isn't the six foot, you know, string bean AI. This is a new breed of AI. With that being said, you know, something like weightlifting, looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger, that takes a lot of practice. 
Uh, how have you been doing it? How have you been keeping up with that? Not a game. Not a, not, not the game that I go out there and, and die for and play every game like it's my last. Not the game. We're talking about practice, man. Absolutely. And I was uh, lucky enough to watch you in the prime of your career. I was pretty young at the time, but ever since I can remember, my first thought about Allen Iverson was, you know, this guy must hate recess because he doesn't play any games. He's all about the practice. Before we get too far ahead of ourselves here and get off the basketball, I do want to ask you, you know, what was the favorite moment in your career if you had to boil it down to one? I was honored with the MVP. The MVP, the best basketball player in the world. Absolutely, and that is rare air being amongst the MVPs of the league in league history. And Alan, I'm I'm going to get you out of here. I can tell I've hit a bit of a nerve. That's just something that happens when you sit down with a hard-hitting journalist like me. Things like this are going to happen. But I completely understand. I thank you for coming through. And uh, would you like to say anything before you leave here? Y'all go home and have y'all. Lovely life, man. Live it up. Basketball play, realizing that hey, I've got to get my teammate involved. Iverson just wasting Harper once again off the dribble. Wow. That's all I can really say there. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that interview. The time I had with Allen Iverson will not be forgotten anytime soon. But that being said, I've got another legendary interview, a double interview coming up. We're talking with Luigi, just chopping it up. He's from the community. So check it out. We're going to get into everything basketball. And I left in a little bonus pre-roll NFL draft talk before we got started here. If you hear some screaming, because I'm, I'm watching the draft right now. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm listening to it in the background. Who, who's your team? I'm a Giants fan. Okay. What, what pick do you guys have? We have the 11th. So I'm thinking maybe an old lineman. But if yeah. we somehow get if if the uh, if the the Dolphins don't get Devontae Smith, yeah, there's they, a there's a lot of good wide receivers this year. There, yeah, there is. The Bengals just, just took Chase, so it's like, all right, I'm 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 just happy. I'm just, I just want to get an old lineman, honestly. Get, what if one mom. of the quarterbacks falls to you? What if Mac Jones is there? Would you rather have? There's him? no you. I don't see how they could do that, given the fact that they drafted Danny Dimes Mm -hmm. um, and everybody was kind of against it. So now they they've already invested so much in Danny Dimes. It's like, all right, you you can't draft a Mac Jones or or you or you can't or Justin Fields. If they do, there's going to if they do, they better trade one of those two for a, a, a if they if they draft a Justin Fields. They better trade one of them for an O lineman, like an elite one too, because mm-hmm. there's no way you, you're you're doing that. But yeah, hey man, I'm here to talk ball. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I, I already started recording. I don't know if I might keep the football part in just just because. Shoot, you know, why not? I don't. Yeah. Why not, man? Show yeah. the versatility. Um, but I wanted to talk to you about the Phoenix Suns. Um, before we yes, get going, I should probably introduce you or let you introduce yourself. Um, <laughs> I'm here with Luigi. Uh, you can go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us who you are. How are we doing, guys? Um, my name is Luigi. I am one of six of a. Well, I'm just a regular basketball guy. Like basketball, me and my friends have a little podcast called You Feel Me. Sorry, I didn't mean to plug it in like that. No, you're good. Plug away. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm one of six called You Feel Me. 
we are a uh, a podcast talking about everything from hip hop to sports to to to, to this life. Um, it's on like like everything's on Apple, Spotify, Google, all that. So, but I'm here to talk some talk, talk some basketball. I love basketball, and I'm a I'm a Suns fan as you, as I told you before, Mitch. Yeah. So I call you Mitch. Sun. What's that? Can I call you Mitch? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. That's cool. perfect. Uh, the Phoenix Suns, I just watched them play the other night. They beat the Clippers, and they clinched the playoff spot. We knew they were going to be in the playoffs anyways, but yeah. they officially clinched a playoff spot, and it looks like they're coming for that number one seed. Uh, what do you think about the Phoenix Suns so far this year? The Phoenix Suns have been in the bubble because they were the only team to go – Seven and zero in the bubble. Um, so, and and they just barely didn't make the playoffs. Like just barely didn't make it. So I mean, I was I was excited to see this team play, and I think their Chris Paul has them rolling. He has them rolling. Yeah, it was a rare thing in the off season where everybody kind of already predicted and already felt like. Chris Paul was such a perfect fit in Phoenix that it was just going to happen. And then it ended up happening. And, you know, he's been MVP talks. Even Chris Paul has been so valuable. His numbers aren't crazy, aren't off the charts, crazy like some other players. But in terms of value, where do you think you would place him in the MVP discussion? I think he has to. It's tough. I'm not saying he. Because I feel like he has to be in it in, in some aspect just simply because of what he was able to do. Because you clearly saw the – there are they're like they're, like you said, they're going for a number one seed. Two years ago, we weren't talking about the Phoenix Suns going for a number one seed. The only number one that we were talking about them going for was a lottery pick. Mm-hmm. And now he's he has not like you said the problem is the only thing that hurts CP3 is the numbers. But I mean we've seen it before where Steve Nash averaged 17 and 10, or around that time around that around that he won MVP because of of the seating. But when when you have I, I it's hard to say it when you have guys that are looking when you have Steph doing what he's doing when you have Jokic Jokic is my MVP. Right now, honestly, you got Jokic doing what he's doing. Even before Embiid was in it, uh, LeBron was in it at one point in time. Dame was in it at one point in time. Uh, you had a bunch of people in it. I don't think he will get it, but I think he'll be like a maybe like a fifth, sixth uh, votes, like vote getter. Yeah, this Chris Paul and the Phoenix Suns are like a perfect reason why to me in the NBA it's. You can never really count a team out, even if they're horrible for one season or two seasons. You can really, in the NBA, turn it around really quickly. The Suns were a complete afterthought going into the bubble. They were the last seed in the bubble, and everyone was just like, you know, they're just there. They're, yeah. they're not there to do anything. And then they're all happy to be there. Yeah, they go undefeated in the bubble, and they carry that momentum into the offseason, pick up Chris Paul. And now they're one of the favorites to win the title. So that's why I look to like T-Wolves fans and they're like, oh, yeah, we need to completely reset and completely do everything. I'm just not so sure because one player can really turn things around. Oh, I don't I don't know if you've been noticing, but the T-Wolves have been 
playing really well as of late, really well. Um, I don't know what's happening in Minnesota, but it's it's looking good. Anthony Edwards is is he he had a rough start to his rookie season, just I think in terms of shooting the ball efficiently. But I, I watch him play, and I he cap he captures my attention a lot. Yeah, and Carl Anthony Towns coming back. I I'm I wasn't a huge Carl Anthony Towns fan a couple of years ago, but he's just gotten like so much hate in the past yeah. couple of seasons. Just saying, you know, he can't win. He's never going to be a winner. This and that. That it's made me into a Carl Anthony Towns fan, and now I'm like a Carl Anthony Towns defender out here. Yeah, I I feel you. I think. Um, the only thing that I said about Carl Anthony, keep in mind, I'm a Kentucky fan. So seeing Carl Anthony Towns, I, I, I follow his career. I try to follow Kentucky players careers very closely. Um, hence why I'm a huge Booker fan. Mm -hmm. I'm a huge De'Aaron Fox fan. I'm not the hugest Carl Anthony Towns fan, but I do watch his career. And I will say when he made the playoffs, I wasn't really too impressed with his play. The numbers might say otherwise, but when you look at the eye test, I look at it. He looked a little timid, but it's, just, it's his first playoff series. I'm not going to hold it against him for, for the rest of his life. But um, no, you see he, he was missed. He was missed. And like I said, the Timberwolves got something going over there. Something's happening in Minneapolis. I don't know what it is. I don't know because uh, Anthony Edwards is bringing that Atlanta flavor down over there or up over there, but they are rocking right now. Yeah, they could be. We'll see what happens in the offseason. I mean, they pick up another high draft pick. They could be a contender to flip it around like the Phoenix Suns did this year. Um, you mentioned Devin Booker. What are your feelings on Devin Booker? Who would you compare him to as far as like past players? He's he's so smooth on offense. Who would you compare him to? I I love Devin Booker. I'm talking about I'm that's my guy. Like I, I'm a huge fan of Devin Booker and I think he's definitely under an underrated passer. Um I would say you don't find a lot of mid-range players anymore, but Devin Booker really shoots that mid-range very well. He he kind of he kind of reminds me a little bit of like a less athletic Kobe in a way because of the back to the basket. He likes to fade. He um he can pull up for that mid-range. He he can do all that. Like his I think his offensive and he's an, actually an underrated passer. And I know we joke about Kobe Bryant not passing the ball, but Kobe Bryant. Could pass the ball like when he wanted to. Mm -hmm. He's an underrated passer. So Devin Booker, I think his passing is the most underrated part of his game. So I definitely see a little bit of Kobe Bryant. It's just so hard when you don't see a lot of mid-range players anymore. Like maybe you got uh, CP3, Book, uh, obviously Kawhi, but I I definitely see a little I definitely see a little bit of Kobe in in that in that mid-range area. Yeah, I think. This year with the Phoenix Suns just playing on the West Coast and not having a bunch of um, televised, national televised games, nobody's really had a chance unless you have league pass or you're a diehard yeah. fan to watch them. And I think when they get in the playoffs, people are going to be, you know, their eyes are going to be opened from watching CP3 and Devin Booker play together. It's going to be fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So you mentioned Kentucky basketball. Who are some of your other favorite Kentucky alumni? Oh, man. De'Aaron Fox, as I mentioned. Eric Bledsoe, my favorite point guards from Kentucky. 
I always um, tell people Eric Bledsoe, when he first came into the NBA, he was a demon on defense. He would I'm pick guys you, up full court. And he's and he isn't like the, the the tallest guy on the court either, but he I think I think he made two defensive teams. Like he he has the clamps. So Eric Bledsoe, um De'Aaron Fox, I think so far is my favorite Kentucky alumni. Like I just love that guy. Julius Randle. Julius Randle actually got me watching uh college basketball. I started watching it when I saw him. Cause my friend said, Yo, check out this kid, Julius Randle, in Kentucky. Um, but De'Aaron Fox, Anthony Davis, my no, I lied. My favorite Kentucky alumni has to be DeMarcus Cousins. Cause people don't I don't want them to forget how much of a demon DeMarcus Cousins was in Sacramento. All I heard was he doesn't win. Well, tell me who can win with that organization behind them. Yeah, and it was crazy when they pe- when he got sent to uh, New Orleans to play with Anthony Davis. If he didn't rip his knee up, they were actually playing really well together. He was. They had some crazy stats where they were scoring like 40 points and 20 rebounds, and they would switch off. Um, that could, that's a big what if in NBA history. I'm telling they were they were clicking and I feel like it's funny because I see a lot of people now are like they like feel kind of bad for DeMarcus Cousins and it's it goes to the testament of you don't know what you had till it's gone. Like when when he was averaging 20 25 and 12 with like 3 4 assists and he was getting his mid I, I watched I watched King's game at that time very closely i try my best because like i said I'm, i am a huge Dem- i was saying like demarcus cousins healthy prime top five talent top 10 player in the nba but y'all not gonna put him there because he doesn't win but it's like now it's like they're they're trying so hard to like feel bad for him i'm saying wait wait, wait. y'all weren't feeling bad when he was when he was doing this before when he actually was getting buckets all y'all cared about was him losing games but now he's now now y'all want to feel bad for him. No 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 no. It's too late. It's too late for the sad train. Yeah, that the Kentucky alumni are crazy, especially in the past like ten years with John Calipari. You had John Wall and Demarcus Cousins on the John same Wall. Team. Yeah. So that that's been crazy. On De'Aaron Fox though, would you rather see him go somewhere else, or would you rather see him kind of stick it out in Sacramento, maybe? form a backcourt with Tyrese Halliburton and stick things out, or do you want to see him get a fresh start somewhere else? I'm I'm not going to lie. I'm I'm, I'm a little late to the Tyrese party, but I seen the the games I seen him playing. He's, he's, he's impressed me. Um, I don't, who does Sacramento, like who wants to stay? DeMarcus Cousins is literally the only guy I wanted to stay in Sacramento. He did not want to leave there for his life. And this isn't Sacramento with Bibby and 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 Vlade and the, and Weber and them boys. This is this is like terrible Sacramento. Like what are they? Like what's in Sacramento? Like I don't know. They've never uh, they they can't attract free agents. They can't. If you're looking for a career, unless De'Aaron Fox can somehow make a move to attract a big time free agent, no one wants to play for that organization. So, I mean, if I'm being selfish, I would say move. I don't know where at the moment off the top of my, off the top of my head, but I would definitely say move if you want to win more. But if you want to tough it out and 
try to attract a free agent, then I mean, like you could try. Where would you put Deer and Fox as far as point guards in the league? Is he top five? Is he top ten? Most definitely top ten. Um, I'm taking him before I take John Morant, and I'm probably gonna get a lot of heat for this. I'm probably taking him over Trey Young. Because Trey Young, I don't see Trey Young's game, which is very foul based. I want to see how that translates into the playoffs. Now, clearly, from what it looks like, they're going to make the playoffs. So I want to see how, you know, when everyone knows that when you hit playoffs, the caught the whistles a little it swallowed a little bit more you know they're gonna they're gonna let you hack a little bit so i want to see how that um how he plays with that but i'd probably take fox over young maybe because fox plays defense like really well so i'd definitely say top 10 maybe somewhere in the seven eight range yeah, my favorite deer and fox moment was actually in college when you got Kentucky played UCLA in the NCAA tournament and Job Lonzo Ball the hype Lonzo. train. Yeah, the hop the hype train for Lonzo Ball was at an all time high, which was deserved. He was a really good college player, but people were saying, you know, he's the next Magic Johnson. He's going to be the number one pick. And then De'Aaron Fox, he was a good prospect too. Everybody liked De'Aaron Fox, but he was kind of looked at as you know the second option behind. Lonzo Ball, and he just completely destroyed Lonzo Ball. He dropped 40 Ball, so on his head, game. Mitch. Yeah. Say what you chest. He dropped 40 on his head, man. Not only that, he completely locked him down on the other end, and Lonzo Ball, I don't think he was ever the same after that. And, and that's the thing, man. That's the thing that, I mean, De'Aaron Fox, and if if you look at the games, he's been he's taking these, like, step-back threes, and I'm like, Okay, so you're working on your three point shot. You you've improved your three point shot. You've improved because if you don't know, De'Aaron Fox when he got into the league had no jumper, like it was just non-existent. He just went to the field, went went to the line, went to the rack all the time. But now he's adding in a mid range game, and he's adding in a three point game to the point where I mean it's not money money yet, but it's like okay, I see the improvement. And then I think. What's underrated, because we all know about his speed, is his defense on the other end. He's guarding your best point guard. So it's like he's like a like a Drew Holiday 2.0, like can clamp you up and then get you 40. I think in I think in the month of April, he was averaging like 29 and a half points a game, which is like fifth in the league for the month. And still giving you seven assists. Yeah, he's another guy, uh, a lot like the, you know, a lot of West Coast teams, especially if you're a bad West Coast team and you're not on national TV, you're just you're just not going to get a lot of run, a lot of, you know, publicity. So people will definitely see, especially if the Kings start turning it around with Tyrese Halliburton and De'Aaron Fox, and they'll start taking notice. Another and Buddy guy, Hill, too. And Buddy yeah, Hill, too. Another guy you really like, LeBron James. LeBron. Ron. You're a big Ron LeBron Ron. fan. So I got to ask the question. If, let's say, the Suns and the Lakers match up in the playoffs, who are you rooting for? 
I'm torn. So this is the, this is my motto. The Suns will always be here. LeBron won't. So I'm gonna need LeBron to rack up as many rings as he can. I I'm I'm picking the Lakers. I'm picking the Lakers to win, and I'm rooting for them to win. Because cause I know that if the Suns go to the finals, they're not, I don't think they can beat Brooklyn. And maybe I'm intrigued about a Suns-Philly final. I don't, I don't mind that. I don't know how you feel about that, Mitch, a Suns-Philly finals. I would definitely enjoy that. I would I love watching that. I would like that Devin Booker, Chris Paul, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. You got box office names. I don't know, but I'm definitely picking LeBron. Uh, I want LeBron to win that because I'm just a big Bron. Bron, Bron. It's my boy. How many titles, if you just had to predict it right now, do you think Bron ends up with? Five. Five. I think that's a good number. That's probably where I would land at, too. Five. I think the the injuries. I mean – He's a relatively healthy person. I think he played like what all 82 games last year. And um, outside of the groin and the, the the ankle, the groin was just like like two freak accidents happened. Like he slipped, popped the groin, then he goes for a loose ball. Uh, Solomon Hill goes for a loose ball, rolls on his ankle. Two freak accidents. Um, I think unless the Lakers make a crazy move next year and they could win another one, I I think. If everyone's healthy, I think they'll win this year. But um, if they can make some move to where they can get another big time dude, and he doesn't even have to be like a max player, like a like a Boyan, like a, a Bogdan Bogdanovich in uh in, in in Atlanta, like someone like that of that caliber, they could he 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 can win six. He can win six, but I think. Realistically speaking, I give him five. Yeah, I think at the beginning of the year he might have been going for the MVP award a little bit. Last year, if you know, he he took some load management games, he took some time yeah. off, um, that sort of thing. But this at the beginning of this year, I think he played 32 out of the first 32 games. He just went all exactly. in. Exactly. So a pr- an injury isn't like a shocking thing, especially for a guy who's 36 years old and playing every single game that is and it's funny because you got a guy who he was like i think playing the lowest minutes per game for his career but was like top five in minute in total minutes played so it's like i mean but you can't really do anything about a rolled ankle like that like it's that's gonna happen it's it's tough yeah it definitely was bound to happen at some point um LeBron in the playoffs. I'm just if he comes back for the playoffs, I'm just never going to I'm never going to bet against LeBron in the playoffs. I'm just not going to do it. It's like it's like Tom Brady. It's like if I can get you there, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you there. <laughs> you know, I think it is worth noting. It's going to be a little more bit more difficult this year, especially if they don't get much uh, if he doesn't have many games under his belt going into the playoffs. But it, it is LeBron and AD at the end of the day. And what else really matters in the West? I've been I've been on record as a LeBron fan for years. I'm like, can LeBron beat this team? Can LeBron beat this team? And every year I do that, he shows me Luigi. I, I got you, bro. Just, just just trust me. Trust me. So I I'm not down him against anybody. Like I said, if Lakers are healthy, um, 
Braun gonna make it work. I, I, I call him Braun. Braun on a first name basis. Oh yeah. Me and Braun. Me and Braun. Yeah, Braun. Me and Braun. So another player you mentioned a little bit earlier, Ja Morant, one of your favorites. If ja. you had to put what 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 would be his ceiling for you? Are you thinking Hall of Fame? Are you thinking, you know, multiple time all star, all NBA guy? Definitely multiple time all star. Um until he gets that shot right. I don't think I see an all NBA. I don't think I see an all NBA yet, but definitely a multiple time all star. I'm talking about like eight, nine. Cause I watch him play. You can see that he, he lets the game come to him and he doesn't care. He doesn't care about his stats. I can tell there are games where he, I look at the stat line. He had like 11 and five that night. And I'm like, what the heck? But then there are games where he can give you 30, 30 and 10. I'm like, oh shoot! Like it, he doesn't care about um, doesn't care about his stats like that. It's definitely more of just a, I'm gonna let the game come to me. Um, definitely has to improve the jumper, which he has been. Um, so just Im- improve that a little bit. Uh, and I need him to stop. I need him to stop missing these posters, man. I'm I'm tired of seeing John Morant almost posterize somebody. I need to jam it on somebody and put it on his head. Every day I, I log on, I see something about the dunk that almost broke almost. the internet. I'm like, how is John Morant? You jump high for nothing. You got to finish one of these. He caught a body on Baines. He caught a body on Baines. But on top of that, I'm like, you got to finish one of these. So John Morant, I think Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr., he's been hurt you know, a large portion of the last two years. And that's that's really hurt John ja Moran as well, not having that number two option. Um, but ever since J, Triple J came back this season, they've looked so much better as a team. And I think that's really key to John ja Morant's, you know, capabilities as well. Hey, uh, Triple J being out. I mean, John ja Morant, they, they're going to have those. They're going to have that comparison of. John Morant and Zion, because just because John Morant was number two and Zion was number one, um, I saw John Morant lead a team to a, a playoff uh, almost well, to, to to the to the uh, play-in, and yeah, it was man. literally one game away when they lost. Jaron Jackson was one game away from beating Portland, and that was a close game. So, at a, as a rookie, so I mean. John Morant is made up of all the right stuff. If you had to compare him to someone from the past, is there someone you would point to? Athletic, I would. I don't think he's as explosive as D Rose, but the same way I, I do see a lot of similarities in his game in the games. Um, D Rose is an above the rim dude as his job. Not talking about only athleticism and, and, and vertical, but um I think John Rent's a little bit a better a passer. So like maybe maybe like like a little like like a little penny, a penny hardaway type type player. Yeah, I could definitely see that. A yeah. smaller penny hardaway. Yeah, um, smaller penny hardaway. Yeah. And and then one last player that you're really into that you really enjoy watching, 
that you mentioned to me, Luka Doncic. Luka Magic. Yeah. Holla Luka. That's so my boy. What, what do you think about Luka? Is, do you see it kind of like I see it, that eventually when LeBron retires, um, he'll kind of be the next generational talent? There's going to be other guys, of course, that go along with him, but he'll kind of be the one talent-wise that stands out above the rest. I mean, I don't have you seen that ESPN 30 uh the ESPN Plus list where it has like the 30 players under like 25 or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and they had Luka, Luka Doncic at number at number 1 and I'm saying it's a no-brainer. This Luka Doncic, man, when I look at Luka, he plays the game. He gets me mad cuz literally Mitch, I was just playing ball before I got here, like at like around 5 o'clock. Or 6.30. And he makes pulling step back threes from like half court look so effortless. I can barely hit the mid-range with a man with, with a hand in my face. And this guy's pulling step back threes from, from the hash and getting nothing but net. Mm-hmm. And then you talk about his his he showed me something in that playoffs against the Clippers. I said, oh. Okay, you're you're legit. Like you, I already knew you were legit, but you are like legit, legit. Luke, Luca's legit, man. I don't, I don't know if y'all had questions about it. Luca is the truth. Simple. Yeah, I think he is. The weird thing about the NBA though is you've seen it with Steph Curry. We've seen it with Kevin Durant, some other guys, Russell Westbrook. People are really, you know, when they first come into the scene and they're first doing really well. Everybody's all about it, and then after that comes the backlash if you don't automatically win a championship. And I'm seeing that happen with Luka right now. A lot of people saying, you know, overrated already. And I just, I just don't think that's fair at all right now. You, you can't, you can't be overrated when you average like a triple double your second year in the league in the in the West, in the West. So. Yeah, and and it's a legit triple double too. It's not like a stat padding. Triple yeah, double. yeah, it's not like no 10, 10, and ten. You average like twenty nine, ten, and eleven. Like, yeah. And the thing about Luca is when he came into the league, you know, people knew he was going to be good eventually. Um, he's going to be a solid player, but he just came out and smashed all those expectations right away. So people got these new expectations that he needs to be like a Hall of Famer right now. Which just you know it's it's tough for anybody. It's tough for anybody to do that. I think what happens is people put um the Larry Bird comparisons. Like I think Zion's a little uh Zion's is kind of uh, a victim of it too. When you put the he's the next LeBron or Luca's the next Bird, Baby Bird or something like that. It's like you look at that and you're like, all right, well if he's the next Bird, well I gotta see it. So we're we're talking about a a twenty something year old kid. I, th- I don't think I don't even think he's older than me yet. Um, I'm twenty two. Uh, talking about a twenty something year old kid. Hey, lead a team to a championship now since you're a bird. And I'm like, well, I mean, you gotta give him time. Same with Zion. Lead, okay, then lead him to the championship since since you're the next LeBron James. It's like it's just technically his it's his first year like playing healthy. So you got to give these guys some time. I don't I don't like the fact that we just you can say, OK, I can see him being the next bird talent wise or you no, know, maybe game comparisons. But 
to be the next LeBron or be the next Bird, that's like dang near impossible. You know, you got to give these guys time to develop. And once they develop five, six, seven, eight years into their career, then you can see, okay, yo, I see the Bird. I see, I see the, the LeBron in him. Yeah, exactly. And he, the Dallas Mavericks, they, their championship window to me, their real like contending window really starts next year because they have some cap space. I don't think they're going to move off Porzingis even if they want to. They're not they going to get enough back for him. So they they're kind of they stuck with him. Much. Yeah, they're they kind of stuck with him. Um, so they'll have Porzingis, they'll have Luca, and they'll have enough cap space to probably bring bring on one solid free agent or make a trade. Um, so it really begins to me next season where we can kind of have those serious expectations about the Mavericks and Luka Doncic. Absolutely. But one thing Luka going to do, he's going to get you in the playoffs. He, he, I think he, well, like single-handedly, well, I, you could add Porzingis too, but he took that Dallas franchise because people forgot how bad Dallas used to be for a little while after Dirk retired and, them, and those guys retired. People forgot how bad Dallas used to be when they were like a 20-win team. But yeah. shout out to Rick Carlisle. He's doing great. Um, Luka, Luka Doncic is just Luka Magic, man. That's Luka Magic yeah. right there. Yeah. Luka Doncic, his handle, just the way he's like so in control of the game without going at a fast pace is incredible to me. I like players like him, James Harden too, kind of the same way. Players who make the game look so easy, but it, that's years. Luca, Luca was a pro at 16. That's years of training and 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 constant in the gym work. But like I said, he makes looking, shooting a step back three look easy as heck. And his handle, it's not flashy like a Kyrie Irving, but you're like, oh man, he's dropping dudes. And one last player, I'm gonna bring up. Uh, we brought up all the all the greats so far, but what about Zach Levine? You mentioned Zach Levine. Now, that right there is my guy. Zach Levine, I've been watching his career for quite some time now, Mitch. And I was on record saying Timberwolves would be crazy to pick Andrew Wiggins over Zach Levine. And guess what the Timberwolves did, Mitch? Go ahead and guess. (laughs) They took that Andrew Wiggins trade. Can you tell me what team Andrew Wiggins is on right now? He's on the Warriors. Can you tell me what team Zach Levine's on right now? The Bulls. The Bulls. Now, actually, it had the Bulls making playoffs because they fired Jim Boylan or whatever, Jim Boyler, whatever his name is, mm-hmm. Jim Boyle Eggs, and they, they, they hired Billy Donovan from the Thunder, and I really like that. I said, you know what? Maybe that's the piece that, that they need. Maybe they got a good head coach, and it's the East. You can do something in the East. Zach Levine, to me, has all-stars to come. And if he can start winning some games, I'm sorry, winning some games, making playoffs, and making advances in the playoffs, I can see maybe some all-NBA second NBA second teams in there. And second teams, he's averaging like 25, 28, 5, and 5. Um, so the, the numbers are there for first team. but if you can, I can definitely see, see some second team, some third teams, and multiple all stars. Zach Levine, Zach Levine is the truth, man. He's the truth. Get him some help. Get him some help, please. Yeah, they tried with Vucevic. It hasn't quite gelled yet, um, but I expect them next year 
with with a full offseason, developing Patrick Williams, who's been a pretty solid rookie, um, Very developing solid rookie. him another year. Kobe White, I don't know. Chicago fans are kind of split on Kobe White. Some of them say, you know, we got to keep him, not as necessarily a point guard, but as an off guard, kind of Lou Williams type player. And yeah. then some Chicago fans are like, no, just jet him out right now. He doesn't fit what we're doing. So we'll see. Um, that kind of answers my question. My next question was Zach Levine around the trade deadline. He was kind of rumored, you know, people were throwing him in fake trades and things like that. Would you like to see him stick it out in Chicago or would you like to see him on maybe a contender and his points drop a little bit, his offense drops a little bit maybe, but he is more of a winning player or would you like to see him in Chicago, try to be the star in Chicago and take them to the playoffs? I, I, it's easy to say, um, you gotta be on a contender cause that, that means winning and, but I think, honestly, I think being on a contender might actually stun his growth. He's just not blossoming into the player that he is now. And I think a guy like Zach Levine, you don't just say, hey, have your point. Not not at this point in his career. Maybe if he was like later on in his career, then yeah, I could see that. But not at this point in his career where you're talking about, hey, you're averaging 28, average 23 now. I think he he has what it takes to be the guy, and if you get him some help, and another underrated part of his game that I've watched, I have league pass. I watch a lot of these games. Um, his passing, he's an underrated passer. So talking about other got got getting other guys involved. I've seen him run the pick and pop with Vucevic, who can hit threes, and pick and roll, who can get in the who can get in the lane, back you down, left shoulder, right shoulder, doesn't matter. Um. I like uh, Zach Levine. Definitely, I would prefer him to, st- to stick it out. Get some guys if you can get some guys in there to 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 bring him on. Get him some help. You got Vooch. Kobe White needs to, to needs to develop a little bit more. But you got Vooch. You got White. You got I'm 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 very high on Patrick Williams. Like you said, just get him maybe a, a you need a, you need a, a name a big a, a big time name. To get in free agency, maybe not this year, but in years to come, get him that name because you, you don't want to waste Zach Levine's prime. Yeah, Lonzo Ball is a restricted free agent, and I think I don't know he might Chicago might go after him. He could be a good fit in Chicago, give him that sort of pure point guard to go along with Zach Levine. Lonzo Ball doesn't necessarily need to score. He can score a little bit, but he doesn't necessarily need to score to be a productive part of the team. So I can, maybe they'll I, go after someone like Lonzo Ball. I can definitely see that. I, Lonzo Ball's been improving his game too, quietly in the shadows. He's been improving, so I could definitely. I, I wouldn't be opposed to that at all. Awesome. Well, before I get you out of here and take more of your time, um, let me get a finals pick out of you. If you had to pick it right now, what two teams? What team out of the East? What team out of the West? Lakers. Nets, but I'm very hesitant about the Nets because them boys cannot play defense. Mitch, last I checked, they were 25th in defensive efficiency, and they got better. Like that was them getting better. They were dead last. They can't play defense, and it wouldn't surprise me if Philly had beat beat them, but I don't ever 
count out Kevin Durant. So I'm going Lakers, Nets, Lakers in six. Yeah, I think that'd be serious for the ages. I just hope all these superstars can get healthy going into the playoffs, stay healthy. Because what you don't want to happen is, you know, Kevin Durant tweaks something and then it throws everything off. I mean, exactly. some of the some of the teams in the East would love that. But, you know, I think for an NBA fan, you just want to see all these guys healthy going into the playoffs. I, I as a LeBron fan, as a Bron Bron fan, I I would want to I'd want to see them. I want to see LeBron beat them healthy. So that way I don't have to hear about LeBron getting another break and he's lucky to win the finals. Because there are some guys that say that say that, that LeBron's like only has one real one one real ring, which is stupid in my opinion. Uh, so I hope everyone's healthy. I want to have a good finals. I love seeing LeBron versus KD. They always entertain me. Um, Lakers and Nets. Lakers and Six. Awesome. I like that. Before I get you out of here, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Do you have a hot take for me? It can be past, past or present, player, coach, anything. Trey Young is overrated. Uh, I think you're going to have people on both sides on that. <laughs> I, w- I would lean towards a little bit overrated by Hawks fans, definitely. <laughs> they're trying to they're trying to make up for that Luka Doncic trade by propping Trey Young up, but um, we'll see if he's going to get his first I, actually, shot in the playoffs. Let me let me let me take that back, Mitch. He is, but that's not that's not the one I want you to put. Anthony Davis is better than Giannis Antetokounmpo. People forget. People forget about young AD in New Orleans, and yeah, people forget about him. Let them forget, Mitch. Let them mm-hmm. forget. Let them forget. That's that's my hot take. I like it. Awesome. Well, did you want to plug your podcast or plug anything else before I get you out of here? Hey, listen. Um, you feel me? You feel me? Podcast. Talk about sports. Talk about uh, just life in general. We just dropped a podcast about success. Um, I would definitely recommend it. Shout out to my guys over there, Lama, Garv, um, Jules, Lorenzo, all them guys over there. Definitely check it out. Y-U-H, feel me. Um, just three guys from, I'm from Florida. One of them's from Arizona, the other's from Atlanta. Others are from Atlanta. If you guys just chopping it up, you feel me? I like it. Well, if you guys ever want to come on as a group or anything like that, do a crossover. Uh, I'm more than I'm more than ready. I'm just doing this for fun, so why not? Most definitely, Mitch. I appreciate me. I appreciate you having me, man. Appreciate no it problem. a lot. Ball against Randall. Crossover. Pull back. Spin. Throws it up with the basket. Oh, it goes in. Chris Paul with a circus shot, and the Knicks are down five. That is going to do it, folks. Another one in the books, and it was a legendary one. I thank you guys for joining me. And just as a newsflash to everybody, John Wall is now the greatest shot-blocking point guard of all time. So he's moving up the goat ladder for sure. I would definitely say keep an eye on him. Jordan, watch your back. LeBron, watch your back. Bill Russell, 11 titles. Who cares? Sky is the limit for this guy, John Wall. All right, folks, that's going to do it for me. I'll see you in the next episode. Like, subscribe, review, like, subscribe, review, like, subscribe, review, and then do it again.